Extra Time with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Steve Hoversall. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome to tonight's City Talk Extra Time. I'm Louisa King, standing in for Steve Hoversall tonight. With us, as ever, are Neil Sanger and Ryan Lowe. Hello, chaps. Evening, Evening Louisa. Louisa. Welcome to the show, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Don't be um, too scared, you'll be all right. Yeah, a bit last minute, but I'm fine. I'm <laughs> you'll fine. be fine. <laughs> um, well, we'll actually start tonight with um, chatting about Tranmere, because uh, that was just in the news there. Um, Matt Jones, our Tranmere expert, is with us. So this is all about this statement from Michael Wilde, who was interested in buying the club. Tell us a bit more. Yeah. And I put your mic up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've had a statement from Michael Wilde today uh, who had been interested in buying the club and he says that he's ending his interest at the moment because he cannot conclude a deal with Peter Johnson despite being able uh, to reach agreements in certain parts of a deal that they were trying to do and it's a very interesting statement that he brings us here. He said he had a team that included former Spain, Barcelona, Chelsea defender Albert Ferrer who he was going to bring in as the club's new manager. Well, this sounds like uh, something that well, a bit of a shame, really, for Tranmere fans. If if this guy really wanted to come in and do all this kind of stuff, bring in a quite a big name in in uh, world football as well. He really had a statement of intent there. It's a massive name in world football, isn't it? You don't often get people like that associated with Tranmere. Um, you've got to look at it as in Peter Johnson wants to sell the club, and he has done for a long time. So it does make you wonder why this deal hasn't gone through at the time being. And it's a shame from from Tranmere's point of view that someone who was clearly very interested in buying the club has now had to turn. They're backing up because this this statement here says that he, six months a deal had been in the pipeline to try and um, acquire the club from. He's a Tranmere supporter, born on the Wirral, came to his first game at the age of 11. He says, I'm extremely saddened that a transaction could not be concluded, particularly at this difficult time for the club. How much are Tranmere fans going to see this as a, as a big blow, considering all the ups and downs in, in recent months? Uh, it could be a big blow because clearly something at the top of the club... Peter Johnson wants to leave, he wants to sell the club, he is obviously looking for the right deal to protect what he's put in place there because when he took over in 1987 it, it was nowhere near the standard it is now. But at the same time when you've got a chairman and an owner who does want to leave the club it's important that you've got someone who comes in who wants to show some direction, some leadership and wants to move the club forward and if Michael Wilde was going to do that as we suspect he would do from this statement then it's a huge shame that he's not been able to conclude a deal. Now, uh, Sangi, what do you make of these developments this afternoon? Well, my first one was the eyebrow. My eyebrows were raising on the Alba Ferrer shout. I'm thinking Michael Wilde went to his first game at 11 to see Tranmere and now all of a sudden he's bringing a Spanish international former Barcelona player to be the manager. That begs the question, is Michael Wilde of sane mind? My question being, what does Albert Ferrer know about League One football? League One football is... It, it's, how can I say? It's, it's a specialist subject. You'll find in this country there's Premier League players, uh, sorry, Premier League managers who know very little about League One. They might know the star players, they might know the, the top scorer in the division, they, they might know fellow managers at, at different clubs and whatever else. But 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 a manager's job is to get a promotion. What would Albert Ferrer do? And if Albert Ferrer is just going to be a figurehead and then bring in two or three coaches to work alongside him, they've already got phenomenal coaching talent there, in my humble opinion, at Tranmere in John McMahon and other staff there. So why would you do that? I mean, I don't know. I just think that's a bit of a mad one. A bit of a wild one, if you like. Well, there have been 
uh, foreign managers who've come in and done quite well in League One, though, in, in the recent past. Juve Rossler's obviously come in from Norwegian football where he was managing Mulder. He did a very good job at Brentford and then moved on to Wigan. And but Brentford had money, Matt. They did. And Brentford look, had money, and this is the thing, with when you're bringing in these big foreign managers, I hope if Michael Wilder ends up getting it, whether he renews his interest or not, but... Let's just assume he did. Alba Ferrer's going to want a big salary. Alba Ferrer's going to want mega coaching staff. He's going to want to bring in players of real, real quality. And with respect to the club's plight at the moment, can you see championship-level players coming in? Can you see big hitters coming in from ab- abroad to play at Tranmere and train at Raby? I can't. So I, I just I, I look at that and think, you've just got to go in a different direction. I'm not saying um, Michael Wilde's not the right fella to own the club. I just think Alba Ferrer would be... Um, would be a dodgy appointment. He can't take over now as it stands because he's got a new job. I think it's Corboda or someone in Spain. He took over there oh, right, on, okay. on the 17th of February. But he, we, at the same time, we don't know how much money Michael Wilde was going to invest in the club. He could have brought in some... I know financial fair play has its say, but mm-hmm. he could have put a few hundred thousand pounds in. We, we just don't know what yeah. he was going to do in terms of wages and the wage budget at Tranmere, I guess, at the moment can only go up. Mm. Well, I'm sure this is a story that will de- develop uh, very much over the next few days. We're bound to hear a bit more about it. But uh, let's go to matters on the pitch. Lowy, uh, another good win at the weekend uh, and a very important win as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Obviously, yeah, you know, with, with all the stuff that went on last week and whatnot with the manager, we we had to get our head down and we really needed the three points. But look, the lads have been excellent all season, as I've said on the show, Louisa, before you've you've joined us, you know, Sangi's been here all season, Matt's obviously heard a lot of it and, you know, the lads have been exceptional and, and it was about time, really, that we had, it was a, not only was it a good win, it was a good team performance, you know, there was a few old ladies going off and whatnot of, of the crowd and it's always nice to see that. You know, we were disappointed with the goal we conceded, really, you know, we've watched it this morning back because they're the games, you you know, you go in, you take your three points, you've, you score three goals and then you, you they score a goal and you, you're a bit disappointed in it, really, which is a good thing to have around the lads and, you know everything that's gone on as I said before the lads have worked extremely hard and we know now we, we, we've got Oldham on Saturday we're going to hopefully try and get our first back to back win Coventry aside as well obviously uh, they're not the team they once were but always a good scalp to get Oh yeah, definitely. Well, you know, Coventry City. When we went there, we they're playing at the Sixfields now in the uh, is it Sixfields? Northampton, yeah. yeah. Northampton, which none of their fans will go in the ground for for whatever reasons going on off the field, but. You know, they brought a lot of fans to Prenton Park the other day and they're the teams you want to be playing against. That's why we need to climb out the bottom half of the table because, you know, the Preston, the Coventries, although Preston may not be in the league next season, but they're the teams you want to be playing. You know, Bristol City, they're a, they're a big club as well. So, you know, we know it's going to be tough. We've got to keep working hard. And as you say, Coventry, they're, they're a scalp for someone like Sammy Rovers. And another goal for you, another penalty slotted away? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. I should have had two, actually. Maybe be greedy and should have had three, really. But, um... No, look, they're there for, you know, I'm on the penalties and when they come upon, hopefully I can slot them away like I did. But as I say, it was a great team performance from all the lads, every single one of them. How's it been working under John McMahon? Is it still very much business as usual? Well, yeah, it was. You know, John McMahon took mostly all, all, of the, all the coaching sessions. You know, the gaffer was just, you know, took a back seat really and implement uh, supplemented his things when he wanted to on a Thursdays and Fridays and on a Saturday and Johnny Max, you know, he's different classes as coaching as, uh, as knowledge of football second to none and nothing's really changed about the place and just it's just normal and you know we know that because 
you know, we know something might happen regardless, new owners or, you know, whether there's going to be investment. We just don't know whether there's going to be a new manager. But look, the, as far as we're concerned, Ronnie Moore's still the manager at this moment in time. He's suspended. But we don't know nothing about it. All we've got to do is keep working hard on the pitch and, and taking some points. How much of a benefit is that, that you've got someone, you know, um, you know leading you through this time, who, who you all know? well so far yeah well it, it, you know the lads there have, have always leaders it's more the players really you know it's up to the players because once any manager comes in or any coach whoever it may be whether it was Sangi taking a team you know he can only say so much you know at the end of the day it's about the players that are picked you know there was no dra- drastic changes it was the same team that was going to play against Crawley and, um, and you know played the following week so things like that it, you know it's basically up to the players really to you know to work hard and to you know to dig deep and, and there's been some times when you know we haven't performed this season and that's why we're down the bottom but trust me now the lads know we've got a bit of a fight on our hands and we, we will be performing and sticking together and hopefully climbing up that table The two young lads from uh, Everton who are on loan have gone back uh, Matthew Pennington and Matthew Kennedy is it um, uh, how much have are the, are, you know that they went there to sort of get some game time is that a bit of a loss that they've gone back to basically you know what? playing in the reserves well it is but then you look at the players who can step in you know you've got Danny Holmes who, who's been a phenomenal right back for Sammy Rovers since he come back from a younger kid he, he got released and then he come back and he, you know, he, he's a great player to step into anyone's shoes and you know you've got young Jake Kirby who come on and scored the other day he's, he's another winger and you've got Robbo who's, who's looking sharp and fit and strong now so we've got a good mixture in there who, who, players who can step in but I think it's more more um, a loss to the kids, really. You know, the two Matties, because they've come in. They didn't know first-team football. They've come in, they've took a few bruises, a few cut noses, a few whacks. And, you know, sometimes they're looking at you and say, is this really League One? You're like, you've got to get on with it. You're a young man, you've got to work hard. And I think they were disappointed in going back. I'm not too sure what's happening with the situation, whether they're going to come back or what, I don't know. But I know they've been called back for, if, if, if it's right in saying this, that... You know, the, the, the struggling under-21s for, uh, for, for for players. Now, I'm sure you'd rather have the kids being out there, developing, you know, whether, you know, you just don't know in this day whether they'd be called into the first team or whatever. They're still a little bit far off, but I'm just exaggerating that by saying, you know, they're playing football week in, week out at Sammy. Why, why call them back to play under-21s football? Because young players can really thrive out on loan, can't they? Well, he can. You know, Sangi, you know, he's got lads who... Who were at, at big clubs, and you know he, he's probably desperate to get them out, and you know them, or it's fine somewhere with Sammy. To be fair, we're one of the few clubs that will take these young kids and throw them straight in. You know, Sangi will tell you better mm-hmm. than me. He, he's got kids going to clubs, but they're just there as a squad player now. If you've got two kids coming from Evans to go and play in any first team, they're over the moon. Not, not only the club will be over the moon, but the kids will be over the moon playing some game time. Lowy, what have they said, the lads? Because I'm, I'm always interested in this. Because I remember um, speaking to a couple of players, I can't name any names, but speaking to a couple of um, lads around the Liverpool reserves, who I didn't represent, yeah. by the way, and and they were playing Tranmere one pre-season. I think it might have been pre-season before last, and it was like, yeah, we'll go there, and it'll be great, and blah, blah, blah. And they got bopped. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they were shocked by the level of quality and the level of talent in, in footballers at League One. So what have the of the, the lads Kennedy and Pennington thought of the level of, of ability? Young, young, young Pennington, he's, I've been, last couple of games, I've played right, right side of a five, so, you know, he's had a battle. I'm sick of you. <laughs> well, hey. but, he, he learns from it, you know what I mean? The kid's got a, a good head on his shoulders and there's, there's been times when he's tried to play little triangles and... Yeah. But he's not in their 18-yard box, he's on our 18-yard box. I'm saying, look, just Can't get it, it 40 yards down the pitch and, you know, we'll <laughs> turn them. And so, little things like that and the learning and, you know, like even for argument's sake, um, 
I don't know when people are throwing the ball out the back and mm. it, you know in under 21s you probably watch it more than me it's yeah. tip tap tip tap we'll go yeah. back to the keeper we'll do this and they found it first couple of games they found it and more the games the Tuesday Saturday Tuesday Saturday they were like oh, never played this many oh, games yeah. and then they got called back to a game they played for us against the, whoever it was it was away as well it was down it might have been MK Dons it was and, and Everton called them back in on the Monday to play Tottenham away at Tottenham which really shouldn't have happened because they're only youngsters and them games especially on a Saturday and Monday Saturday, Tuesday let alone yeah. but the, look, the two great kids, Sangi, you know, young Matty Kennedy, the Scottish lad's got great ability. Thought he was know. great, Saturday, fair play to him. Matty Kennedy, he's, he's got uh, different abilities, i.e. defending, and, you know, he's energetic, and he's he can be quite strong, and, you know, so they've both got different things, but for me, it's it's very disappointing, as I said before, look, we've got players who can step in their mm. shoes, no problem, but it's very disappointing to see two young lads who are trying to make the grade be pulled back yeah. from playing regular football. It's disappointing for the lads, really, yeah. isn't it, more than anything? Well, you're listening to uh, City Talk Extra Time. That sounds like a good place to stop for a break. Coming up uh, after the break, more Liverpool and Everton. Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to City Talk Extra Time with uh, Louisa King tonight, standing in for Steve Hothersall. And with us, as ever, are Sangi and Lowy. All right, lads? Yes. Sure are. Okay. We've had right. enough of Lowy now, Louise. It's all about Sammy. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, as much as we loved Sammy, and Matty's hanging around, so we might have some pearls on, you know, opinions on Everton and Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. What are we saying? Let's move on then. Uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Another another good win yesterday, but but four three goals galore again. But um, what's going on with the defence? It's just it's woeful defending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been, you know points what? four three. It well, doesn't listen, matter. That's that's it, isn't it? That, but you know, here's the thing is. You know, you can look at it. I've asked. Um, I I continue. I want to. I was love learning. So I ask managers all their thoughts on on certain things. And one of the topics I've been speaking about recently is if you've if you if you nick a scratchy win, right? And and there's say like eight of your team have played really well, and three of them haven't. Are you of the mindset that you keep the same eleven, or are you of the mindset that you look at the three and you go, do you know what? You're getting changed. And if I'm Brendan Rodgers, I have to say I'd be continually flipping that back for this season. Well, but. This is the thing, no combination seems to be perfect at the moment. They're, they're all like letting the goals in, aren't they? Absolutely agree, 100% agree. And and that, and therefore, so if, if if a million and one of your combinations don't work, I think you've just got to change personnel. You've got to be sort of done with it and change personnel. You know, and we, me and Lowy have talked about this before on the show, about this Martin Skirtle grabbing people and from corners. And, and that was always going to happen. And he could have cost Liverpool, you know, two points there. Maybe even Swansea... Could have, could have gone and nicked a win. That was, for me, just rash, reckless. And for me, he needs to lose his shirt off that. And I heard, I heard Brendan Rodgers saying this, you know, today about... Um, can't coach. You can't coach defending. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, surely well, you can rollock an idiot. That's a, that's a dodgy yeah. comment, though, isn't it, do you think? No, do you know what? I agree with him. Because you, you're a defender. Look, them two centre-halves defended... Well, how old are they? 29, mm. 20, 30 yeah, maybe. Yeah, 27, so 28 maybe. They've yeah. probably been a pro since they were 17, 18. Go on, Sangi, do the match. Yeah. So they know Sound how to defend. Yeah. You know how to defend. At times, for me, the defending too rash, as Sangi saying, i.e. grabbing people. You, you, you just can't grab people in the Premier League, regardless of where. If it's outside, yeah. you're going to get given a foul. If you do it in the box like he was punished for, it's schoolboy stuff. You don't do it. You, you basically can't do it. Mm. But... I, I agree with what Brendan Rodgers is saying. There's only so much things you can do. Balls in front, yeah, you're going to head of them all day. Balls down the side, 
maybe sweep up. But you know when you're playing up against the bone, eh? Who's solid and has got legs like that and he's just rolling you off and pushing you off and putting your hand in your face and say, you're not getting this ball off me. And you give him half a yard to turn, well, guess what? You're going to be in a bit of trouble. So for one, you're either clattering them early doors and think, you know what? You're in for a game today. Or you do it properly and you get your arms length with him and you defend properly. Don't let him turn and get a shot off. Yesterday, part of the defender, well, majority of it was rash. But then you say him, bring players in. You know, with all due respect to Torre, last few games he hasn't been at it. So what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> it's a tough one for the manager for, for me. And obviously, we were talking there inside with Steve that you know next season of Liverpool finishing the Champions League. They're going to need another two or three solid defenders and top quality defenders, by the way. And I like Skirtle and Agatha and Torre, to be fair. I'm not criticising them at all in a way because they've been quality for Liverpool Football Club from the minute they come up to now. Yeah, sometimes it is shambolic. You, you need to man up a little bit because, look, Liverpool are trying to not only finish four, but they've got a chance of winning the league. So, you know, have a little bit about you and think, you know what, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to show the gaffer, I'm going to tell, you know, I'm going to prove to him that I can defend and I can do the right things. I suppose Liverpool are extremely lucky. They have this fantastic goal scorers at the moment because <laughs> if they didn't, they, yeah. they, it would be, get a bit worrying, wouldn't it? No, well, that, that's the thing. I mean, what a stat to be Premier League's leading scorers with, what is it, 70 goals or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's Man, just phenomenal. Misfiring of late, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's just phenomenal. You know, in fairness to him, he's, he's at least chipping in with some assists, but yeah. you're right. The, it's, it's unbelievable. So, in, in terms of the attacking threat, sensational for Liverpool. But that's why I said, that's why I said the statement before. If you're looking at two or three players who have let you down on that Saturday, are you apt to change or are you not? And I think he's got to look at it and make some changes. And even if it's you see the season out, and then make wholesale changes in the summer. But for me, you need three or four. For me, the star man, the star boy, I'm going to say, is John Flanagan. Mm. The, the, you know, people were, were unsure. Can you win a league with Flanagan in your, in your side and this and that and the other? Well, let me tell you, the kids played how many games now and Liverpool are still in the hunt for a championship. If things drop their, you know, go their way, if there's a little bit of luck, you know, at Chelsea maybe drawn nil-nil against Everton, Saturday, things like that, why not? So Liverpool is sustaining fourth place, place with the kid in, in the mm. side. Well, he's well, been the star He's been the star defender for me. Yeah, he's a fine example of a youngster who's really stepped up to the plate, so... 100%. Yeah. 100%, so, yeah. But I think I think on that, though, I think Brendan Rodgers, he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be gutted about them goals they've conceded, but, you know, I heard an interview with him, he's saying, look, he'd take a 4-3 over a 1-0 win any day. Well, I'm not too sure about that because his heart was probably in his mouth <laughs> as well as mine at 3-3 because, you know, they're the games you need to be winning, which obviously Liverpool come away with the three points of one. But he'd probably have a quiet word with his defenders and say, look, got to be better. You can't keep conceding three goals and scoring four because there'll be a time when you don't score any. You might get a 90-minute exactly. penalty or, like, a Fulham a couple of weeks ago, or you might get, you might just nick a, a worldy free kick, or it might be a nil-nil, or, you know, your, your strikers at some stage are going to be misfiring in front of goal, so you need your back door being closed. Definitely, and here's the other thing as well, is you look, I, I don't know whether we've taken his comments out of context where he says you can't coach defending. You can't coach against the John Joe Shelby finish. Yeah. World class. Yeah. Phenomenal, which keeper stopping that? The Wilfred Boney one. You drop Martin Skirtle. That's ridiculous. You know, and the other one, again, there's two or three little patterns of play where maybe somebody could have got intercepted a pass, somebody could have got blocks on, stuff like that. Whatever, you know, fair dues. Yeah. So maybe we've taken it out of context. I think you can coach defending, but you can't coach against certain yeah. situations that happen, yeah, in the game. that happen in the game. Maybe yeah. that's what he meant. But because, as I say, the, the Skirtle ones, that to me is 
Just well, that's basic defending, isn't it? Basic as a, as two centre half, you work together. You stop the balls coming down the side. You need to block things. You need to get your head on things. I think what you're saying there, saying from the free kick, he's just left free. Just left. I don't, I don't even think he's been blocked. All right, yeah, it's come off Skittle's shoulder, but someone's left him for him to get five yards, and you can't, you can't leave your man in the box, especially in the Premier League standard nowadays. Yeah, hundred percent. So, given these defensive frailties, do Liverpool still have a chance of potentially winning the title? Without a shadow, without. Because you've got strikers, as we've just been saying, and attacking players, scoring goals. Liverpool scored four goals there. You know, a couple of years ago, you might not have scored any. But then you might have kept the back door shut with your likes of your hippies and Mm, whatever else mm, and your characters in your team. So... It, it, it's up and down at the moment, but f- for definite, I think Liverpool have just got to now that they're in fourth. I think they've got to keep looking and looking and looking further, and whatever else comes is a big, big bonus. But well, what they've got to do, Louise, as well, is when you, I read a statement off Moises today as well, and he's saying that he's looking for people to fill the shoes of Rio Ferdinand and Nemanja Vidic. So if Liverpool are looking at centre back as well, you best be getting them scouts out there right yeah, now, yeah. looking and trying to make waves to try and do deals in terms of, or at least get get heads up from certain individuals on whether they've fancy coming to Liverpool yeah. Football Club because again uh, just just given where they are now the only maybe saving grace that is because Man United's one of the biggest clubs in the world it pains me to say it but they are the only thing is if they miss out on the Champions League Liverpool yeah. steal a march steal a so march, even yeah. more so it's it's better to keep the likes get the likes of the Skirtles and the Aggers and the Tories really defending for their lives to, to, just so Liverpool can retain the position yeah. they're in because that could help them get yeah. top players in the well, summer ho- hopefully we'll see about the top players coming because if Liverpool do finish in the Champions League I mean, United don't that'll be interesting to see who they pick at the United and Liverpool because you know all the all that comes out be. of it is I want Champions League football well yeah I'll tell you what you've got it but you might not earn 120 grand a week but you can earn 80 what yeah. do you want more do you want 120 or do you want well, the 80 you, or do you want Champions League exactly football or do you want Europa League exactly yeah. he's chatting yeah. a bit so a it'll bit be of nice to be there. compared yeah, yeah. won't it and Definitely. be in that be in that category well, uh, let's move on to Everton now, and they were incredibly unlucky to not get anything from Chelsea uh, due to that late John Terry goal. Roberto Martinez says Chelsea used every trick in the book. So what are these tricks he's talking about then? <laughs> Mourinho never put no tea in his room. No, I didn't watch the Everton game to be honest, but by all accounts, Everton played really well, and we're lucky to not, you know, say three points. Never mind, never mind a point, uh, a point near the end, but. I think just it, it it kills me to say it at times. I think Mourinho's just got that little edge, hasn't he? Now he's coming out with all these silly comments. He's getting managers fired up, and well, he's got Martinez fired up by saying they come out with it. You know, every every trick in the book, trying to do whatever they try to do. Now I, I can't really comment because I didn't see the game much, but you know you've got to throw your body on the line. You've got to you know to be keeping a clean sheet. That's a good point for Everton away at Chelsea if they can keep that. Obviously, unfortunate for them, they, they, they didn't manage to do it. Yeah, um, just like you say about Mourinho, he, he just seems to have everyone sussed out. It's all about mind <laughs> games. Um, he's got this fantastic home record at Stamford Bridge. You know, you really have to be good to get past them in the league at home. Yeah, you do. And, and, and look, Chelsea are coming back to the best now, aren't they? But look, Everton are just as good as Chelsea for me at this moment. Well, they have been over the last, well, all season. Up until now, they've hit a little bit of a stumble block, losing strikers and... Um, you know, Tayore went off, didn't he? With mm. injured before half time. I, I listened to a few quotes today. A few Evertonians on the radio were saying, "Well, what do you expect? You brought him in injured, and you know you're trying to push him to get fit." And people are saying, "Stay off, young Ross Barkley's back," which I, I, I believe in. You should because you're only a young boy. He's not going to turn the screw for you just like that. Um, and when you're looking for someone to step in to fill them shoes, there's not really anyone there. You can't rely on a young 19 year old kid to go and do the magic for you. So. 
Everton fans are probably a little bit disappointed at this moment in time. You know, they're falling behind Liverpool as well, which they're not going to like as much. But going back to Mourinho, he, he's just obviously he, he seems to be he wants to get that um, title again, doesn't he? The special one. Because he, he has been a special one, although, you know, I, I still believe Chelsea are one of the fan favourites to go and win the league just because of the things he knows and, and the experience he's got. So given the fact there's now a little bit of daylight between the top four and because uh, Everton and Spurs lost on the yeah. weekend, can can uh, Everton still get that fourth place? I, I don't think they can get fourth place now, to be honest. I think it's um, I think it's just gone away from them. But what are they now? I think they're 11 points... Everton, yeah, Everton is seventh points, with 11 45, 11 fourth, 56, it's 11 point 11 points, goal difference, 12, so, you know, it, it, it is going to be a massive uphill task for Everton to try and finish fourth, but, you know, Everton can still get in, in Europa League, what a, what a stride they've made, you know, Moyes was there for a long time, got them into Europe once, but, you know, I'm sure Everton would be happy with well, you know, finishing in if they're still in the cup as well. If they can, you know, do anything in the cup and, and get Europa League, I'm sure, I'm sure that the fans in the club would be more than happy with that. I suppose this is the time in the season where you know you more injuries are picked up and such like, and Everton just don't have that strength in depth like the same Man City's or the Chelsea's mm. do. So. We've been saying saying yeah, me for ages a striker. It's vitally important for mm. Everton. Big Dave Darney was in here with his eye, with his <laughs> left, right and centre about strikers and we were pulling all these strikers out the bag and <laughs> Everton have, haven't he sang Everton have needed to, to go and buy a striker. They still need one now. They, they should go they should go and try and get someone on loan now well, to yeah, fire definitely. them up. And have a little lip if they you know, if they feel a late push for it, it's gonna to be tough for them because of the points behind and the games and whatnot. But the fact is, have a good go and try and get into the Europa League then and you know, start winning a few games because there's still room for improvements if they get a striker for me. Definitely an interesting thought for me would be look at you know, look at Everton's back four and Liverpool's attacking threat. Yeah. You know, if you morph the so Everton are lacking maybe a little bit of what Liverpool have got, and Liverpool yeah. are lacking maybe a little bit of what Everton have got. And I think each club can take a little bit of a leaf out of each other's book. You know, you look at the consistent back four, I mean, Coleman, Distan, uh, Jags and Baines have been have mm. been phenomenal for Everton, yeah. and that consistency for me is what it's all about. And going on from that point, I was talking to someone, I was making that point over the weekend, is that when you look at England, England have never had parents... So for me, Jag should play with Baines. He should play, I know he plays right-sided centre-back for everyone, but he should play left-sided centre-back for England and pair up with Baines. Yeah. They know each other. You know, things like that should happen all over the pitch. So the consistency that the Evan back four have got over this season has been phenomenal to watch. And I think Liverpool, you know, I don't think it's any, any sort of... Um, sort of mystery why they've been inconsistent changing personnel all the time but you know listen if you get an injury fair enough but changing personnel all the time doesn't bode well for any consistency so I think Brendan Rodgers could look at Martinez from that point standpoint and go yeah okay and, and Martinez I think come the summer needs to get a dearth of attacking options needs to get two or three strikers who if you know if he's going to go one up top with, with two lads either side he's got to have them two players hammering on his door saying why aren't I playing not the type of player who's going to be happy to be a squad player and Nick maybe 10 or 15 or 20 appearances for Everton he needs that real competition that's going to for me will shoot Everton even further up than they are already Right well let's take a break then and uh, when we uh, come back we'll talk more about Way Wayne Rooney and his uh, big money deal and uh, so uh, <laughs> see you in a few minutes Extra time on City Talk 105.9 
Welcome back to City Talks Extra Time with me, Louisa King, tonight in, in for Steve Hothersall. Uh, we're just going to get a few tweets now, actually. Uh, Abigail has tweeted in saying, loving the show today. Well, thank you very much, Abigail. She says, uh, Loey, well done on Saturday. Are you OK after going off? No comments. <laughs> OK. Yeah, thanks anyway, but I'll be all right. All right, and we've uh, got another one here from uh, Carl who says, uh, regarding Liverpool, could confidence uh, be knocked despite them winning because of that bad defending? Not really. I, I think um, I think the players will know that they haven't been up to scratch. Well, the defenders will anyway because the manager will have probably told them. Um, probably analyse it. They'll probably watch a few clips and, you know, it, it'll be one of them. It'll be a case of luck if you need to perform next game because if you don't, I've got players coming in ready to, you know, step in, i.e. Yeah. Traore and yeah. I think Sacco's not far off. So it'll be a case of luck. You know, you've got another game to put it right and if you don't... Then Traore, I'm sitting there going... Do you mean Traore? Traore, Traore. <laughs> I'm going. Wrong Traore. team. Is he back him, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but like you, you said earlier... That was like that. Like, like you said earlier, though, uh, these players have loads of experience. So, you know, they've been in the game a long time. They, they, surely their confidence wouldn't be knocked, Look, especially it, when they've won. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it in the morning. It'll be it in any player right the way down the leagues. It, it hurts you. You know, you know if, you've, if you've had a bad game, you're hurt. You're professional football. You've got to go about your job properly. And, and them two centre-ass, as I said, have been world-class for Liverpool Football Club. And I'm sure they'll learn from it. You know, they'll have a look at it, they'll, they'll an analyse it, and then they'll get back to basics and they'll get back to doing what they do right. Because if they don't, then the gaffer will be telling them, look, listen, there'll be someone ready to step in if you don't perform. So on that on that point, I, th- I think it'll be fine. Do you know what I'd love to, to, to believe, though? You know, like years ago, if, um, say, like, I don't know, the defenders were having a bit of a mare, the forwards are going the change, he'd be like, hey! But I think, you know, with with the current culture that's that's out there, I'm not sure that... I, I can't don't see Luis Suarez going and ragging Skirtle or Gerrard, yeah. you know, I, I having, don't a, think having a pop at him. It happens at our level. Oh, not 100%, yeah. but that's the, the culture. About, British, yeah, the, it's a British yeah. culture, isn't it? I think, it? yeah, the, the higher level, the Premier League. But I'd just love to think that you someone's what, got what? all over him for that for that, for that I error. I probably would have thought... I, I think, you like, see, your characters will have done it. Regardless, you remember the time he, he outed him hard below it, then oh, the yeah. back post. He never played the game for Liverpool again. He was gone. Mind you, look how good he's been, by the way. I know, I yeah. He's been a top I think he likes the John gone. Terry's and even, you know, your Baines's and your, your Jagielkis are Everton. I think that they're the type of players that, you know, if someone's not pulling the weight, you've got to tell them because the team game, you've got to you've got to perform together. But that's the thing, though, Lowy, as well, though. It does, pre- subconsciously, you, say you're, you're the type of fellow who doesn't say it, subconsciously, though, you might turn around and be thinking... <laughs> You know what? As much as you might you might not like to admit it as a player, but you might think, you know what? I need I to need score Saturday, otherwise we're you know we yeah. we're not winning. Yeah. And 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 that'll take its toll on players that subconsciously that'll happen. Where Suarez and Sturridge and and Sterling and the like they'll be like, if we don't get three today, we you know we could lose here. Now as I said, they might not vocal vocalise that, but I guarantee you they'll be thinking that at some point because that if it was if it was the other way around where you had defenders getting split eyebrows and broken noses and defending for their lives and it's nil nil for three or four weeks on the run they'll be looking in the mirror thinking mm. I'm getting uglier and uglier by the week any chance of them nicking us three yeah. points so it happens and I just wonder whether Brendan Rodgers will, will notice that whether he'll see that whether he'll arrest that sort of slump at the back four but it definitely needs to happen yeah, yeah. well thanks for those tweets um, I'm just going to move on to another topic which uh, will interest you Sangi no doubt yeah. This um, new deal for Wayne Rooney, <laughs> £300,000 a week. Now, to Should me, have been that, 400. Oh, it's, oh, it's an obscene amount of money. Um, but is this just the beginning of this? Are wages just going to spiral out of control completely? Well, before I depart this earth, I'll predict something. There'll be a million pound a week for 
footballer. Um, hopefully I've got about 40 odd years or more, but but there's going to be a million pound a week footballer soon. You know, what soon? Yeah, there'll be a million pounds. I remember not long ago, John Barnes was the first 10 grand a week footballer. And I remember at the time, and this will have been maybe what? 90s, 90s, so 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, something like that. People are like, don't be stupid. Now we've got a 300 grand a week footballer. So I figure if the if it's going to go up 30-fold, so there might be a £9 million a week footballer in 30 or 40 years' time then. So I'm thinking a million pound a week footballer isn't too far off. Because, you you, you know, every here's the thing, you've just said it's an obscene amount of money. Mm. It is and it isn't. It is compared to what? It is compared to the working man. It's an obscene amount of money. Um, is it compared to other entertainers, other world-class entertainers? Elton John, Paul McCartney, Brad Pitt, whoever, whoever, whoever. These guys earn stupid, untold millions, $25 million a film, yeah. just three films a year. Nobody calls them out. Now we all go and eat, chew our popcorn, don't we? Watch them. Nobody says, well, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. He's just been paid. But because it's, it's still holding on to its working-class roots, we all think it's disgusting. <laughs> it's subjective, isn't it? Is Wayne Rooney worth three, 300 grand a week? Is Luis Suarez? It, Messi, definitely, in my opinion, is Wayne Rooney. So it's, it's all relative. I just look at it and I think the Man United people are phenomenal commercially. So they'll have looked at Wayne Rooney's worth to the club in terms of his image rights deal, what he's worth in terms of an ambassadorial role, what he's worth in the Far East, how how he's, how he's viewed, his followers on Twitter, etc., etc., etc. They'll assess his commercial value, commercial value, and they'll deem that's that's a fair and reasonable amount of money. There's another thing they could have. There was talk of Chelsea and City even wanting him. You just never know whether there was a contract lined up and he's gone like that. There's, there's a fax come. He'll have had them all the time. <laughs> there you go. Pass that over to Wayne. See if he fancies it. 250 grand a week. So then he goes into United and goes, well, look what I've got on the table. And they go, well, 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 uh, well we can't let our best player go. We are his 300. But, but given, you just never know. Yeah. Given the fact that where they are in the league at the moment and obviously Chelsea were sniffing around, is this... Uh, so, you know, does it smack of desperation a bit from uh, Man United? That's a good point, well, that. Yeah, and That's I think a good point, it, it might be to, to entice other players to come. Because for one, if they don't finish Champions League football, we've just been discussing it before. Are you going to want a top player going to want to come to Manchester United? Just because it's Manchester United, he might be getting, I don't know, maybe 200 grand a week. Or did he want to come to Liverpool, who's got Champions League football, hopefully, mm. for mm. 100 grand a week? Yeah. So you'll know now. But you know, if you're enticing me, to go and play for Manchester United ahead of, let's just say, Chelsea. Well, sorry, let's just say Tottenham. And, and I don't know a soul at Tottenham. All right, yeah, they've got Andros Tarn, there might be another one coming, Adebayor. But then you're saying, well, look who I've got in my team. You know, Giggs was a legend. He's on the coaching part. You've got Wayne Rooney, still world class. You've got um, Mata, is top draw. You've got Van Persie, um, goal machine. So you think to yourself, well, they're not going to be out of this Champions League for long. Johnny Evans. <laughs> you're not going to be <laughs> you got me off there you're, you're not going to uh, be out of this Champions League for long so look these are the players I've got here. so maybe it's been a, a, you know one of them situations where they've had to keep him no matter what because for me he, he's a big part of what Manchester United it, is it could to do. be desperation Louisa right what you've said it's a great point you make but it also could be a masterstroke because Man United this season have, have tottered around mediocrity for me a lot of the time so here's the thing they've it can happen over a season you look at the sustained amount of success they've had over 20-25 years of the English Premier League and now off one season new management you know the, the Sir Alex factor's gone now 
all of a sudden, Manchester United could find themselves, if they'd have lost Wayne Rooney, Van Persie's going, see ya. Yeah. And all their other big hitters are going, see ya. You're only going to probably keep in the likes of the Welbecks, the Cleverleys and the like, because the Manchester lads, they've come through the ranks, so they've got a bit of a, you know, the club's got more of a hold and, and, and more of a sway on them to stay. But very, very quickly in this Premier League, given that given the amount of money people spend at the top level, Man United could have, could have done a Liverpool in this sort of mid nineties, late nineties, where they slide and the the sort of maybe third, fourth each year they've got no real chance of winning it, and then they maybe finish eighth once or twice, and because Liverpool have done that, and that happened very, very quickly if you remember back. Yeah. Um, so it could be a masterstroke. or it could be it could be desperation. It's going to be an intrigue. Want to see how that unfolds? But the summer for me. And the signings he does or doesn't make are going to be a real, real big picture for me. I, I, I'll be honest with you, that's that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. But that amount of money for me, I mean, he's he he has been much better this season. He's he's been in form, but he's he's still not he's not the best player in the Premier League. There is a few above him. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of them. He's definitely still one of the best. You, you only have to look at his goal the other night. He, mm. you know, he took it out of the sky from nowhere and. Flying kick right in the top corner. That that is technique at its at its best in it, Sangi. Yeah. And I think, yeah. for me, he definitely he's he's in the top five in the Premier League best players now this season yeah. for definitely. You know, with your Aguero's, your Sturridge's, your Suarez's, your, your um, I'm probably missing a few out here as well. Your Negredo's, your your um, because just, you know, there's, there's plenty in there you, you, you can say. He nearly said Coutinho then. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 but you know how his brain works? He's thinking, I've thrown two reds in. Strikers, I'm, yeah, a big, I'm a big mad red. Yeah, well, you know, there's others as well. I can't, I can't <laughs> get away with throwing it there. But he's, he, for me, you know, if he, if he was on £200,000 a week, what's the next undergrant to give him another five-year contract for him to commit to the club then? It's not, is it? Yeah. Okay, and uh, finally tonight, let's just have a quick word on Euro 2016. England uh, in another relatively easy group. Switzerland, Slovenia, Estonia, Lithuania, San Marino. No doubt is they'll it make hard it a hard graft, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, is, you know it, I mean? is it... Um, I must admit, I find it quite hard to care. Unless, it's, well, I, unless I, you're at I the care. tournament stage. Yeah. Um, San Marino, is it just like, you know, let, let's play them every time? Do you know what? Do you know what that's a good, you know what that's a good thing for? You know, like, see, so your older players now after the World Club are going to go, boom, and cut it probably. Majority of them anyway, apart from your Wayne Rooney's and what. This is a good opportunity for, for, for Roy Hodgson to breed these, you know, the under-21s have got some quality players in there. Um, you know, you know, even the lads who were in, in the first team now, like your Cleverleys are you know, your Welbecks and, you know, your Townsends of this and, you know, your um, Oxlane Ox Chamberlains. Mm. You know, people like that. your Barclays. I have to get that Everton one in there. Saying, <laughs> and, you know, these are, these are, this is a good, good breed now for them because that group really should fly through that with flying colours. Use them players to get you out of that group or to get you in the groups in, in, into the Euros because them players, them type of players will perform against them lower, lesser countries and get yourself in there and then you start becoming a bit of a Germany type, what Germany does then you know in, in their group stages quite relatively easy get through and let them fly through the Euros yeah no I, I agree with Lowy that um, there's been call in the past for the likes of Kazakhstan San Marino's Faroe Islands I mean Gibraltar are in it they're in Group mm, D with Scotland yeah. and the Republic of Ireland can't you fans. get me in there but Gibraltar <laughs> there must be edits you must somewhere. be able to get me we'll somewhere at Gibraltar yeah. we'll sort that and he will, will you know he's got a bank account there that might make you qualify <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll put one up tomorrow yeah, maybe create your own country yeah that's it but, so there was call that there should be a pre 
qualifying phase where all those countries played off. But I disagree. I disagree on on that. I agree 100 with Lowy that they're games that you can use your, your fringe squad or your younger players to come through. If if a team full of under 19 to say 20 or 19 to 22 year old young England players who haven't got massive experience at the fo- at the senior international level, if they can't beat San Marino, what are we saying? Because all those players will be Premier League players. Yeah. So. Use, use it for that and each other, other countries should do the same but the other thing as well is it's great money makers for the likes of San Marino and we have a big thing here I know Kenny Saunders a mate of mine with the grassroots football mm. it, you know it's all going back in so on the, in the relative different countries it's great for them because they come to, to Wembley they, you know, they go to big stadiums they go and play and they throw a load of money into their, into their economy and into their football hopefully so for me it's a great thing for on, on a number of different levels so but I think England's group I think you're right Louise it's if they don't walk that with, without losing again, I mean, even if they shouldn't, shouldn't even draw even against the Switzerland, they shouldn't concede the Switzerland Slovenia. Well, I, I guess mean, we're going to see. Uh, I guess we're going to see in the summer how uh, our future bodes. Uh, we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, leave it there for tonight. Thanks very much uh, to Louis and uh, Sangi for uh, coming Pleasure, in as Louisa, ever. Well and, done. Thank you, thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> I got through it. A bit, bit, pa- <laughs> bit panicky at times, but you're all right. <laughs> Who me? Eight, eight <laughs> out of ten. That was just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot. We'll be back uh, next Monday. This is extra time on City Talk One Hundred Five Point Nine.